0: Love What Matters presents Your Story is a production of Love What Matters and iHeartRadio.
1: I think that you can have it all to a point. You can't have it all and be the best at all of it. I think you can have the things that you want and you can excel in different versions of them at different times. And stuff is going to slip between the cracks. Like, I'm okay with that.
0: I'm Colin Balfe, and this is a special bonus episode of Love What Matters presents Your Story. Back in January, a woman named Jamie Johnson wrote a post on Love What Matters about the trials and tribulations of being a full time working mother. Her post quickly went viral, with mothers around the country deeply relating to the life of juggling preschool pickup times with work obligations and babysitter drop offs with boardroom meetings. Jamie's here today to continue the conversation she started about the complicated realities of achieving work-life balance. Here's Jamie.
1: My husband, he's 36. I'm 35. We have two sons. Henry is five. He's in kindergarten now. And Simon, who is two, he's just like a wild, crazy, climb on everything, throw stuff and have tantrums, little kind of kid.
0: Before she had kids, Jamie had different ideas about bringing family matters into an office environment.
1: I had been working since I was 23 or 24. One, I said I never wanted to have kids. And two, I said moms that left the office early or if they left the office right at five o'clock. I had a boss at one of my jobs that had two little boys that are probably about the same age my boys are now. And she would get to work like five minutes late every day. And she was always like super frazzled. She was awesome at her job. She always got her work done, but she just always seemed so frazzled. Sometimes she would sit at her desk and like cry about something. And at 5 p.m., she was out the door to go get her kids. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she is such a slacker. I can't believe like she's doing that because everyone else would work until, you know, six or seven o'clock. Because the more you work, the more you produce, the more money you make. That's just the way that it was there. And looking back now, it like breaks my heart for her that I thought that of her. Because I'm in that situation now and it's so heart-wrenching. She gained a new perspective after her
0: sons, Simon and Henry, were born. For one thing, she now knows what it's like to have a full morning wrangling kids before the proper workday even starts.
1: I wake up at 4.30 every morning so I can have alone time because it's the only time that I have that I don't have like a kid clinging on to me or anything like that. So I hang out downstairs for like 30 minutes, do my whole phone scroll, see what's going on in the world, all the good news. And then I work out and I take a shower This is like very detailed. (laughs) My husband, sometimes he gets up with me in the morning and works out too. Sometimes he sleeps in, but I'll get the kids up. We'll get them fed, dressed. It is seriously the hardest 45 minutes of the day. Getting them out of bed, getting my five-year-old out of bed is almost impossible. This morning he was like, mommy, I can't move. I just want to stay in my bed. And I was like, I feel you, man. (laughs) But we've got to get out of the house at some point.
0: Alongside the day-to-day challenges of parenting while working full-time, Jamie was dealing with something incredibly common and incredibly difficult for new mothers, postpartum depression.
1: After I had Henry, I had really bad postpartum depression. And it was like a kind of crippling, like, can't get out of bed, don't want to talk to anyone, don't even want to watch TV. All I want to do is sleep, kind of thing. It was, it was pretty rough. My husband kind of had an intervention, like, this has got to stop. Oddly enough, it was over breastfeeding. It was really hard on me emotionally and mentally. Um, so he finally you know, was like, we, You've got to do something about this. Like, I'm worried about you. So I went and saw my doctor. And I got on an antidepressant and they recommended exercise. And my husband had also said that too. But of course, when he said it, I was like, uh, but he's, you know, he's an athlete. He was a college athlete. You know, he played professional baseball. So that's like his cure for everything is moving your body, you know? So he'd be like, well, go take the baby for a walk. And I wanted to be like, don't say that to me. But when I heard my doctor say it, I was like, oh, okay, wow, maybe that did make sense. So I started just getting up in the morning before Henry would wake up and before I had to get him ready and get me ready to go to work. And it has become my favorite habit. It's just my time, my quiet time, my time to be alone, think about things, like plan my day. I'm very type A when it comes to that stuff. I need to know what I'm doing for the day. And it's that necessary time. If I don't have that time in the morning, if something happens, it like totally throws my day off. So yeah, I've been doing it for right at five years now and I love it.
0: As any parent knows, some days are harder than others. One of Jamie's tougher days as a mother should be familiar to anyone with young kids. You're at work and you get word that one of your children is sick.
1: It was after I'd had... Simon my two-year-old so Henry was three and he was going to the babysitter Simon was seven weeks old because I only got seven weeks of leave with him and it was my first day back at work and we had a board meeting and so there were like 10 people there the 10 top people in the company and, you know, everyone's like welcoming me back and I'm, you know, so excited to be there and let's get back to work. And I get a text from the babysitter that said, both of my kids had pink eye. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have got to be kidding me. When Henry had gotten up that morning, I looked at him and his eyes were like kind of red and I was like, oh, it must just be allergies do I send him to the sitter? What if it is pink eye? And I just talked to myself. I was like, no, it's not pink eye. It'll be fine. And so then the babysitter called and was like, oh yeah, and by the way, your seven-week-old has it too because, you know, he hangs out with his brother. And they're texting me this in the middle of this board meeting, my first day back from being out for seven weeks. And I was the only woman there as well. It was me and a bunch of, like, older men. There was one guy that was, like, a couple years older than me. So I was definitely in the minority at that point, and my heart just, like, dropped. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I just had to, like, step out of the room really quickly. Well, not really quickly. I had just been like, 30 minutes on the phone with all these different people. Thankfully, I have Logan, my husband, his mom, owns a dance studio. So she has very flexible hours, and his dad is retired, so luckily they can help me with all of that stuff. Logan's mom ended up going to get the boys and getting them to the doctor so they could get their eye drops. And then I ended up leaving like a little bit early, but even leaving an hour early on my first day back, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like the worst employee ever. I've been out for seven weeks on maternity leave. So yeah, that that was tough.
0: Even on the toughest parenting days, a good support system can be the ultimate silver lining.
1: Simon, when he was younger, he has low muscle tone in his legs. So when I took him to the pediatrician for his like day after he'd gotten out of the hospital visit, um, he had lost about a pound, I think, which is a big deal, I guess. And they had noticed that like his legs were kind of floppy, and they were like, we'll just keep an eye on it. And then... At a six-month checkup, they were like, you know, we think that there might be something wrong. Um, He needs to start seeing someone. So we had to go take him to see a specialist at uh, the University of Louisville Pediatric Neurology Unit. One, I was devastated, but I was so worried because I had just started a new job at a bank and I had to tell my boss that I know I just started three weeks ago, but I need to take a day off so I can take my baby to go see a neurologist and she was just like so understanding and sorry like makes me emotional thinking about it she was like I would never make you miss something like that that's too important and that was like the best so that's when I really realized that like these people have my back and they're not gonna keep me from doing anything with my family
0: more on love what matters right after a quick break Welcome back to Love What Matters. Although Jamie has a robust professional life, she's able to put the things that matter most to her first. Her priorities always begin with family.
1: I love my job. I love what I do. I'm good at what I do. But in the end, I know that everybody can be replaced. I mean, it sucks to think that about, you know, a job that I work so hard for. But I mean, everybody can be replaced and my kids are only going to be this age for so long. I'm not going to miss Henry's class is having like a little skit on Friday morning at eight o'clock. It's going to last like 20 minutes, you know, stuff like that when he sees me there and he gets excited. I'm not going to miss that so I can be at work 30 extra minutes. And some people might not even know that I'm there by then. That's why, you know, I'm just so thankful to have bosses that have been so flexible with me um, that let me do that because I actually had to switch my job at one point because that wasn't an option for me.
0: While having flexible bosses in a supportive work environment is incredibly helpful for working parents, Jamie acknowledges there is an imbalance that disproportionately affects working mothers.
1: I was working 80 hours a week when I was pregnant with Henry. We have a convention center in Owensboro that just opened five and a half years ago, and I helped open the convention center. We had a gala with 2,200 people, like this big weekend. I literally worked for three months with no days off, 18-hour days. Maternity leave is not good for a woman's career. I mean, people can say what they want to say. If you want to really take a maternity leave and not check your email, not talk to anyone from the office, not attempt to contact clients, things like that, if you want to have a real leave, that is a disadvantage to a woman. I mean, I know some people are going to disagree, but in the work that I'm in, me not being there is a major disadvantage. Yes, there are a lot of dads that are the main caretakers. I'm not saying anything bad about men, but I also just think women are, in general, expected to be more of the caretaker of the children. For women in the workplace, I just think it really does make things more difficult because I feel like the responsibility falls on them more and people don't expect men to have to leave in the middle of the day because their kid is sick or have to... I don't know, go to whatever is going on at church or something. I don't know. I mean, it sucks. I wish that it wasn't that way, but it is what it is. Hopefully, it'll change in the future.
0: Having children led Jamie to contemplate her feelings of needing to overcompensate at work and led to challenge the compulsion to arrive early and leave late just to be seen as a good employee. She recognizes the need for more flexibility in American work culture.
1: If you want to be seen as a great employee, a great employee is there before work starts, at least like 10, 15 minutes, get settled in, get coffee, do whatever you do. And if they need to stay late, they do. Whereas I am rolling up right at eight o'clock And a couple days a week, I leave at 4.30 because I have to pick my two-year-old up from the babysitter by five. And if I'm there after five, which luckily I've only been there after five two times in the last five years because she kept Henry as well. But if I'm there after five, it's just a total inconvenience to her because all the other kids are gone. She's literally just waiting on me. And the last thing you want to do is piss off the woman that's taking care of your children. She knows them so well, and she's taught them so much, and I don't want to make her (laughs) angry. I think that if workplaces were more flexible and more open to employees working hours that worked for them, that it would make a huge difference. Not only I think it would make a difference in Production, I think it would make a difference in employee retention. Obviously, it would make a difference in turnover. Like, it's just really freaking hard to balance the two. And I have been lucky and I found through writing all of this and writing this blog post that I'm one of the few women, I feel like, that actually has flexibility in their job. A woman sent me a message and said she got fired because her son had RSV and he was in the hospital. So they just fired her because she didn't have any more days to take off. That's insane. I think it's having good business since you really have to evolve with the times. People can work remotely now. Times are changing and businesses need to change with times if they wanna be able to keep good people in their seats. There were a lot of different reactions actually the article originally appeared on Today Show, and then you all picked it up. And then a bunch of other places picked it up. And it honestly depended on the platform that gave me different responses. So on the Today Show and on Love What Matters, most people were like, that's awesome. Thanks to my employer for being so flexible with me. A couple people were like, oh, well, I got fired. I wish that they'd be nicer. And then <laughs> somehow <laughs> there, was a, there was a Reddit thread that was started about people complaining about me because moms feel like they're entitled to special work hours and that we feel that we don't have to work late hours just because we have kids and they pick up all the slack for all of the moms that are always having to leave for things. The thread was also called childless, but there was one well, there were, there were a couple people that commented directly on my personal blog saying like, you're an awful coworker, I would never wanna work with you just because like, these are your kids, this is your burden. If you're gonna be late every single day, then you need to find a new job, kind of stuff like that. But that's the thing, like I'm not late for work every day. You know, I'm late sometimes. I'm late like maybe 50% of the time, but only a couple minutes. But if I wasn't good at what I did, I wouldn't still have a job. In my office, it's like we all have each other's backs. If I have to leave early, they're like, cool, my boss has a son in college. The other lady that's in the office suite that I am has two kids in college. They understand, they know what it's like, and they leave because they have obligations too, you know? And then I have their back for stuff like that. So I'm lucky to have a situation like that where I can depend on people and they can depend on me.
0: Jamie finds support in lots of places, from her husband to other women who can relate to what she goes through on a daily basis.
1: My husband supports me, of course, but I don't want to make him a a main topic of conversation. I grew up here. I haven't always lived here. I moved back. But my mom and dad both live here. My mom is super helpful. And then Logan's parents live here as well. They're super, super helpful. And I've just had some really great people that I've been lucky to meet that have been super supportive of me, kind of like mentors, I guess, that have just kind of taken me under their wing. And women also that have kids and have careers and know how hard it is to balance it and kind of like keep me grounded and I can ask them questions and things like that. And they're just super honest about everything. And that's really been helpful.
0: More on Love What Matters right after a quick break. Welcome back to Love What Matters. The concept of having it all is all too familiar with working moms. Often, it's posed as an impossible lifestyle, with the understanding that ultimately, we all have to choose between family and a career. But Jamie has found her own way to do all of the things she wants and needs in life
1: as much as I wish that I could be like a kick-ass mom and I could be the most dependable best worker that could work, you know, late hours and come in early when I needed to and also like make Valentine's boxes for the kids and not forget to pay the babysitter and do the laundry, like, as much as I would love to do that, it's just I don't think it's possible. You have to, like, figure out what's most important for you at what times, and that's what you're going to have to focus on to be the best. I mean, I still think I'm a great employee. I still think I'm a great mom.
0: Jamie's now viral blog post on Love What Matters, which begins, please stop judging me for leaving the office at exactly 5 p.m., was ultimately a call for empathy. In it, she acknowledges all of the things that make juggling work and life and kids difficult, and thanks the people in her life for all of the times they've extended her grace. She advocates for seeing things from others' perspectives and is happy to be able to share things she's learned with others who are struggling.
1: They could be in your shoes one day. They're probably me from 10 years ago, sitting in an office in Nashville, like wondering why my boss was crying at her desk because she forgot to make her kid a hat for hat day. You just have to keep on keeping on. Like some days are gonna be good and some days are gonna be bad. But in the end, I mean, it's all worth it. I've been very lucky and very blessed to have been shown grace And at times that I have been really down in really bad situations, and it's really made a difference. It's made me be like, wow, like, maybe this is all going to be okay. And if I can help someone else feel that way, I mean, I just feel like I have a better understanding of everything that can go on. Don't worry about the people that might be judging you for... You know, running out the door at 5 o'clock every day. You might not work there forever. You might not even know that person in a year. Like, it's not a big deal. Your family is going to come first, and that means that you're doing a great job. And you're a good mom, so you do what you have to do. You do your work and be done with it. Like, leave it at work. And you can go back to work again the next day. Make sure that you separate the two.
0: Thanks for listening today. I hope you heard something that inspires and empowers you. For more stories like this one, check out lovewhatmatters.com. This podcast is a production of Love What Matters and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Colin Balf. The Love What Matters Presents Your Story podcast is produced by Miranda Hawkins and me and mixed by Josh Thane. Emily Marinoff is our engineer and Aaron Kaufman is our editor. Editorial oversight by Miranda Hawkins and me with help from Emily Marinoff and Juliet Muller. Special thanks to Nikki Etor, Kevin Balf, Chris Balf, Wilson Garrett, Red Seat Ventures, and Craig Kitchen. You can find more inspiring stories at LoveWhatMatters.com.